Adios, Nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, a podcast where four friends hang out with each other and share music with each other and share their thoughts. I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, of course, is my team, my squad, my quorum. Uh, we've got Brett. It's a me. Yes. We've got Drew. That's racist. And we've got Patrick. Um, hello. Ahua, ahu, yahoo. I can't What the fuck is going on? I don't know. It's it's slight. No, uh, we're yes, we have things better to things to do. Uh, we're talking about music. Talk about some things. Talk about an album, uh, as we do uh, almost every week here and there. Uh, and the provider of that album is me. I'm bringing forth an album that I even I was going in blind on, uh, even though I've, I'd heard of. Uh, and I was just curious. I just thought, uh, you know, let's just do it. Uh, something very mainstream. <laughs> uh, you know, a young rapper by the name of Kendrick Lamar. Uh is a young rapper out of uh, Compton, California. Uh, I think you guys may have heard of him. Uh, won, a, a, won a Grammy, I believe. Uh, uh, he's uh, quite popular. Uh, and his album, Damn. Uh, all caps with a period at the end. Uh, important important distinction. Uh, let's, let's talk about some expectations. I'm definitely curious about this part. Definitely. Uh, Brett. I'll go to you first. You know, who I turn to for all my hip-hop talk. Uh, Brett. I'll, I'll, we'll get into that some more here in a bit. No, uh, I, I hadn't actually... <laughs> uh, take a guess. Um, me and Mr. <laughs> Duckworth hadn't really crossed paths. Um, but uh, I knew he was from the West Coast, uh, but I had no idea what I was getting into. Yes. Uh, Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? I was aware that Kendrick Lamar existed and was very, very well regarded in the greater hip hop community, but I had never listened to any of his stuff because I'm I am precisely old enough and boring enough not to really be listening to too much new hip hop outside of what hits me from this podcast. So it, it was nice to uh, listen to something new to me. Yeah, uh, Drew. What were your expectations coming into this album? Uh, my expectations were, oh, hey, I'm going to be the one that's heard this album before. Yes. Cool. Um, I'm, when I go into rap music that is not of the, quote, nerd variety, like the last album we listened to, um, and isn't from that camp, I usually want something that is a little bit more uh like a little bit more like conscious like conscious about like the world going on like one of the ones i always fall back on uh when i listen to rap is like krs1 and stuff like that i want i believe the word that is sort of woke <laughs> yeah woke um i don't know y- sure Um, um, i don't even i although the ones i listen to that are quote woke i don't even know if they would use the term woke because 
It's, Notice it's, we're using the term woke in quotation marks because yeah. that, <laughs> that is a loaded term. Works. Yes. Yeah. Becomes a little weird nowadays. Yes. Um, yeah. But yes, if it was 1997, Kendrick Lamar would be totally woke. Yes. But yeah, we're we're neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, Kendrick Lamar is uh is an interesting rapper to say the least. Uh, he's very you know popular. <laughs> he's very popular, very well regarded, critically acclaimed. Like this album is critically acclaimed. Like. Uh, but yeah, musically, it is very modern, you know, and it's style very, like very modern hip hop. Uh, yeah, it's it's very uh, it's aggressive, it's uh it's intense, but it also is thoughtful, uh, mu- musically and like lyrically speaking. Uh, it's there are quite a few uh like just classic hip hop braggadocious moments, but there's quite a few just per- deeply personal intense emotional uh moments uh the beats are really cool uh and really fun and varied uh and musically speaking um yeah i think like it it, there's definitely like here and there there's definitely stuff where you can feel the west coast of it like there's definitely parts where you can definitely feel the kind of classic west coast influences uh here and there like in in the underpinnings uh like uh there were moments where i i thought of uh bone thugs and harm obviously bone thugs and harmony not technically west coast but of not I was gonna technically say, you're a little far bro <laughs> but don't take away one of the good things cleveland has i know cleveland it. group but they don't have anything else that's but sty- it stylistically well oh. i was gonna say but stylistically being ones that were uh brought up and almost raised by eze as as children uh they very much have uh, a thing that i was thinking of that is west coast uh sounding uh they brought that over to cleveland but uh it was it was still that sound uh and i don't know i I really enjoyed that about them um brett (laughs) i'll let you get yours out of the way (laughs) Uh, what, what, how would you describe this album musically? Well, I mean, first off, don't come to me for quality. This, if you, this is your first record breakers moment. Don't call come to Brett Hibbert for quality criticism of hip hop. Uh, I, I don't know enough about the subject to be able to speak on it in greater words than what I come up with. You know, as Space Ghost said, uh, I'm a six piece chicken McNobody. Um, but uh, this is obviously a uh, very successful album. And critically acclaimed, uh, you know, the, the, listening to the stories of a guy who grew up in Compton and Section 8 housing on welfare um, with uh, family ties to the Bloods doesn't really line up with my history of my dad being a Bassmasters tournament attendee. But I can get behind the storytelling of, uh, uh, of this album uh, and uh, giving a little slice of life. Um, and, uh, you know, as the production, it's it's very heavy bass uh with with the beat and the lyrics being about 90 percent of the package but they're like these little pieces of magic that come in uh, i like to call them the sproing um and and there's there are some sproing like or there is sproing i don't know how you pluralize sproings yeah. <laughs> but uh there are little pieces of magic um a lot of it has to do with like the the way that they they process their samples and when we break down into different songs and uh, i'll i'll key into some of that but uh this is definitely a, a a storyteller's album 
although there is still some, you know, braggadociousness, as Petey said, um, <laughs> which uh, is a kind of way to say that. But, uh, you know, it, it, it does kind of have a bit of variety to it. And I was I was kind of shocked mm-hmm. at how how wide a, a swath of styles that I, I heard. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? Um, so this is kind of in a, so I'm coming in, not knowing what this is, but knowing enough about hip hop to get myself in trouble. That's probably the way I would describe it. There is definitely the roots of this are very much early nineties, West coast gangster rap. Like this is NWA like that. I, a lot of those ideas and aggression are present here, but also like, this isn't afraid to get real personal, real feelings, real feelingsy, real emotional and vulnerable. Um, it's maybe a, a tad heavy-handed on the religion for my taste, but I get it. It's it's him speak telling stories from his personal perspective. Uh, but but the 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 core to all all of this is you know a lot of telling stories over beats and that that is you know i think we've talked about it a million times like kind of a core tenet of hip-hop so like this is this is if 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 you grew up on gangster rap but weren't afraid to talk about your feelings and 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 that like the production is a lot of traditional hip-hop stuff a lot of super sample heavy and a drum machine but it works and it's and it's well done uh the rapping is it, it, he has five or six different voices that that all come out during this album. Sometimes it's more of a singing thing. Sometimes it's super aggressive, percussive stuff. And sometimes it's mixing somewhere in between those. And it's it's interesting in in, you know, the the range that one guy has. And, you know, this isn't an album with a whole bunch of extra people on it. This is an album that is primarily Kendrick Lamar doing, you know, most everything, you know, with a with a producer handling the the musical side. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar doing Kendrick Lamar things, Uh, which which, again, I wasn't familiar with. But now I'm now I'm Lamar things with my friends. Yeah. Uh, a Corolla for your sister. (laughs) Uh, Drew. That dude's the realist. <laughs> Got yeah. some shit for that. That's funny to me. Um, uh, Drew, what, what, what were you, what, what, how would you describe this album musically? Um, like Patrick said, it's a lot of Kendrick Lamar doing what I think he does really well. Um, I can't believe neither of you mentioned the fact that fucking Bono's on it at one point. Um, <laughs> which, if you want to talk about, like, hey, this album has musical variety for a like hip hop album one of the features is U2 that should give you an idea of like the fact that this thing goes places um i was reading like while like thumbing through and reading through like research for uh this album i saw an interview that he did that he said that this album was less of him looking at the problems and he wanted to look more at the solutions, which is why, as Patrick said, he brings forth a bit of religion or a lot of religion into it. And that's where you get that. Yeah, there is a 
there is braggadociousness in a lot of what he's saying, but the the thing to me that comes really cool with that is it is coming from the fact that he's not bragging as much about like, hey, I've got all these like cool fancy things, but more like, yeah, I can buy nice stuff now, but like I'm also like better than that and smarter than to put all of my self worth into a Bentley and some chains. Um, and that's to me what this album is uh, from a lyrical standpoint is there is a lot of smart uh, social commentary in it and there is a lot of smart politics in it and there is a bit of like singing about like hey you know what's cool banging yeah like that's kind of cool and that's there's something to that and that's there's going to be a lot of that but there's also like you know what else is cool not being fucking stupid um which i think is really i like hearing somebody like in any genre of music say hey being smart's all right and that intelligence i think from someone like kendrick lamar also goes into the music side of things it's a really well constructed record from the music standpoint all the beats that he's using all the producers that are on there which if you look on the wikipedia page there's lots of cooks in this kitchen um and but it all comes together really seamlessly it all comes together really well um and there are tracks and when we break it down uh, we'll get into that for sure but like there are tracks where the beats are very smartly constructed over what is being said and like what is going on there and what he wants to get out and i think it's really really well done a lot of times you get in the genre like you get the beat and you get the flow through the beat and that's how the rapper works more and more though you're seeing these rappers who will construct the beat and the lyrics almost one and the same so it's more percussive than even ever before which i that sort of thing i think is really smart and dudes winning grammys like obviously like he's doing something right yeah um yeah this is just a lot to really like about like the 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 feel and the 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 the, uh, production work uh and how it how it comes together uh and that transition to transitions into the the tracks the the key tracks and we can talk about i think uh i'll just start off with uh, one of the more interesting tracks to talk about especially productive production wise uh dna uh i got i got i got i got uh (laughs) <laughs> got tracks uh dna God damn, it's so catchy too uh just like just put that on your fucking car just like mm. uh but on top of that so it, it production like it, it's a cool song it's a it's uh like the uh it's clever it's really fun uh but it does a really cool thing uh where uh for this like the latter half of it the latter like verse um it's production wise uh like the first verse so if you read it on the wikipedia first verse he's recorded uh with on the beat like he recorded with the beat already prepared and then he just started rapping a second verse just acapella and then he told the producer just puts put a beat on that on the verse just make it sound like chaos just make it sound crazy and then in like it almost seems like him and the beat are fighting at that point, which is what's awesome about that. Like, uh, 
it, it, it's cool because it creates a kind of a a dissonance and but that works really well for that um uh then it kind of comes into the completely different feel with yeah uh just completely different vibe and feel with the beat and then the and the vocals and and the the hook uh just a nice change of pace uh and yeah and you have other songs like feel like loyalty with uh get yourself a little bit of rihanna in there uh which is really nice <laughs> the one uh, get the girl that sings the hooks it's yes <laughs> get the girl that sings all the hooks uh and makes you money <laughs> but also sings like uh, some really cool stuff on there um i'll let you guys uh hit on some of the tracks that you prefer uh, brett what would be some of the key tracks for you well, I'll sort of do some of the echoing that I don't get to do to, because Petey doesn't talk about all the songs first all the time. But uh, uh, DNA, uh, the production on that song shines. Uh, you know, the the somewhat heavy-handed bass has a whole lot of really, really cool things going on, like uh, reversed and speed-shifted samples and some pretty good stereo effects that I thought were, you know, used to good effect. Um Loyalty has more uh, reversed audio um, and has like Vocaloid going on or, or some sort of uh, weird like pitch. I, I also did not know whether or not like I couldn't tell in my lessons whether there was like a tape rewind warble like the, the that noise going on. But whatever it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but uh, it was also not just on vocals, but on the instrumentation um, and uh, Humble. Uh, any song that opens up with with fuzzed out, fuzzed out, uh, uh, and uh, staccato pianos uh, is gonna win me over. But uh, it's probably the catchiest hook as I uh, listened through this album. And uh, also of note, when I've listened to it right before we hopped on to record, uh, um, I searched it out by by name on Spotify, and then uh, "Humble Mumble" by Outkast started playing afterward which uh, made me smile and giggle. And uh, that, that was a good time too. But, you know, you can go into all sorts of tracks on here um, that, that, that obviously there are amazing uh, songs that we didn't touch just yet. But uh, um, those three were probably the widest swath that I could give if you wanted to get a little taste from here and there on yeah. your plate. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? So I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey of my experience with this record. It took me a minute to like for this to click. I didn't I never disliked it. It's all it's all very well crafted and very well done. And you understand immediately why Kendrick Lamar is a guy who can put out a an album and be number one. Like that's still a thing that happens. It's different and it's. It's different in how you do it now than, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. But, like, it still means you move in a lot of stuff. Uh, but it took me a while. And then the song Fear came on, which is pretty close to the end. And for whatever reason, that goddamn song is, like, the story told in that song. The, you know, the the way it was made, the way uh, it, it was one of those things that's so deeply personal. It's talking about the concept of fear and how you view it at different points in your life and how that changes as you grow up. But like, it's so 
kind of different and and clever, I guess. Like the idea of it's really clever, but it it's it's also like really deeply personal and it just it caught me. And once once I heard that, I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna go back through with this knowledge of where this can go and, and try to hear more. Uh, Pride, which is sort of a nice track in the middle of the record. Uh, it, it is, uh, lyrically, I kind of like, so we, we talk about like a lot of hip hop, especially hip hop before like this modern era is all about bragged, you know, braggadocio and over the top ridiculous confidence. And this is kind of a song about how that's a little fucked up, even though it's not directly talking about hip hop, but you know, pride as, you know, as a coming, you know, coming from, from his, you know, religious beliefs as a sin and also as like just a, a really, you know, harmful, you know, uh, thing that is true about many people and, and talking about, you know, just the problematicness of, of pride. And, and I just thought it was kind of a cool song. And then the last track on this album is <laughs> a fucking killer Duckworth. Uh, this was one where I'm like, I'm pulling this shit up on lyric on rap genius, finding out all this shit. This is some true story about how, uh, some, some dude in the neighborhood who was a bit of a, uh, a, a person who did not necessarily follow laws. I'm gonna call him that, uh, maybe almost could have robbed and killed his father at work, but then didn't cause his father was like real nice to him. And then, you know, doesn't talk about it so much, but later on, you know, signs this, you know, Kendrick Lamar Duckworth kid to his first record. You know, that's kind of a cool story. But like the storytelling and the way it was done was really good. And then um, one of the things I noticed throughout the record that's true is uh, Kendrick Lamar has like this mastery of the rhythm of rapping and being able to change it up and do different things, even in a single verse. Instead of doing the exact same, the exact same cadence line to line, he can change it up in a verse and have it make sense. It's like knowing where to put stuff in, but also where to leave stuff out, and and like the the kind of usefulness of stopping for half a measure yeah. and then coming back and hitting it, hitting it. And it's a thing that is not straightforward in rap music. Rap music is very often like it, it's it, I, I want to say it's like high school poetry where you where, where like when you're learning how to do stupid, terrible poetry in high school and they're all about like things like syllable counts and, and having like like a like a rhythm to it and, and the way it goes. He fucks with that in really, really nice ways. And in Duckworth, there's a couple of parts where it's really incredible and like listening to it kind of from a percussive side. I'm like, I'm a shitty drummer, but like I do really love like percussion as an idea as part of music. You you get this really interesting thing that isn't it isn't like a pure speed thing. It isn't like I'm going to put a million syllables here, which is impressive in a different way. It's like a, I'm going to take i'm gonna make this polyrhythm with my voice versus the beat and i'm not gonna do the same thing twice necessarily and it's really cool and like to me that is that track i don't know why he buried it at the end because it's so goddamn good 
Kind of made it like as a, as a like in the Wikipedia says a, uh, it quotes uh, the Daily Campus. It says that it ends the album with a fantastic philosophical mic drop. <laughs> it, it is, it is, it is. It rewards you for listening to the end. Yeah. You know, it is, it is, it is your reward for for actually listening to an album as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, for me, um, DNA like leads off. There's the spoken word bit at the beginning, which is good, but DNA sort of leads off, and the beat on that hits in such an awesome way. The way that Kendrick uses the beat that was already pre-made, prefab, like he was rapping over the beat like normal, normal quote, right? So like the way he hits enunciations on that bass beat, I think was really well done. You can hear emphasis in the voice when he does it and like it emphasizes certain words and i think it was constructed perfectly to do that then the geraldo sample hits yes and then the next part happens and having knowing now like having heard it before and thought it was cool but kind of weird and then like doing the research into oh wait this was an acapella thing and like he like told the producer uh, Mike Williams to go back and make the new beat to fight him on this song, I think was really cool. Um, Humble is one of my favorite rap songs in recent memory period um, to put on as like a like pump up song. The song is, again, just one of those things where like there's some great like turn of phrase in here, but you also have like the whole line um the whole grouping of lines the photoshop lines in that song are great and it's sort of that chunk there in my opinion is a slice of what kendrick lamar is about like just if you go into his back catalog like he's been saying that type of shit for years um and has been like speaking out and thrown down about like people not being true to like themselves, which is why I like punk rock music in the first place. It's why I like the rap that gets into more political things in the first place, because at the end of the day, it's like, look at what you're doing. Like, why do you care so much? Like, stop, <laughs> Like, which I think is really cool. Um, And then nobody caught going to talk. Triple X, like, let's get into that. The beat itself is, like, uses samples and a way to meld with the words that I think is really smart. It plays really well. The way the, as the more violent parts of the music hits, the, and those themes start to begin, you hear the sirens come in and stuff like that. The verse of the loyalty and, like, the gun violence in, like, that, like, mentality juxtaposed with like talking about like the super political like what is america doing like why can't we focus on making ourselves better why do we focus on violence elsewhere making other trying to make others better and doing this violence that's not necessary and fucking bono's on it (laughs) like bono sings the hook and like it's weird 
and it's out of place, but it's just one of those things where I coming from this, and I'm sure you guys having done this show enough and dabbled in enough genres, it's stuff like this that like if you can have you two on a hip hop track, like there music is music, like in like everyone takes inspiration from everywhere. And that to me is just super cool to see something like that. Like Kendrick Lamar, this West coast Compton rapper, like getting into that stuff and having like you two like come out and like recognize like, Hey, this guy makes some good music. Maybe we should also make music with this guy like that. And like that mixing of music, it's like, yeah, no, you should never say this isn't like everything in this genre is bad or whatever. Like there's always going to be something somewhere. And if somebody like Bono can recognize it, why not everybody else? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's bring it back around the horn. Talk about some conclusions. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusion on this album? Well, I mean, it, it won't take me convincing you to go listen to this album because most likely you've already heard it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I personally, I, I doubt I'm going to dig much deeper into this album for a while, but uh, it's, it's a great album and I'm way more knowledgeable in, uh, in things now that I have heard and can be uh, hashtag joining conversations or whatever. Um, I, I, if you, if for nothing other than getting a taste of culture today, listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album? Uh, well, I didn't, I wouldn't go full on and say I love this album. I loved moments on this album and that's, that's still something. Uh, I'm curious if I'd like his previous record more. I'm act, I'm, this was good enough that I'm curious to listen to other Kendrick Lamar and see how I feel about it. Uh, there, he has definitely got something special going on and something unique and something that makes him different than a lot of other hip hop. Uh, and I, I completely understand now why this guy's selling a bajillion records and why he is as popular as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. What would be your conclusion on this album? The dude followed up a Grammy-winning studio album with this. Um, there was the small EP in between, but like this was like the first like big studio release after "To Pimp a Butterfly," and to me, if you want to know what the good parts of hip hop can be, if you want to know how hip hop can speak truth and can be a storytelling genre you can look to uh, Brett's favorite story where eventually chicken tastes like lumber but hey there's no speaking truth to power like speaking truth to your friend's mother yes <laughs> in in there a wise man once said word to your mother correct exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> wisest but um no in all honesty like this stuff is super smart and super well done and it's just something that it 
even if you hate rap and you hate hip hop, there's something here, and it's something that I think is just really cool. It's some, it's an easy softball to suggest. Like, even if you hate it, just listen to it for the words and like seeing the world through this guy's eyes because I think it's a really interesting take on those social politics and like you said it's not speaking just the troubles there's been people who have talked about the problems over and over and this is something like eventually you're going to have to have some parts that are like man we can we can do better like all of us in this nation can start solving some problems let's do that and that's cool man yeah. Um I think overall, yeah, this is a really cool like personal emotional album that has just that on top of that is also just fun to listen to uh on some parts, uh quite a few parts. Um it is it it, it takes influences from uh from classic styles in hip hop. While also having quite a few things that are very, that are pretty modern and uh, connect with uh, well, connect with people. Uh, for one thing, it's a double platinum, <laughs> double platinum selling record. Like I said, you probably already heard it. Uh, but if you haven't, give it a shot. You know, it's 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 a really well made record. Like sometimes. Sometimes you know popularity <laughs> is a funny thing with uh, music. Sometimes, a lot of times, things are popular because they are the lowest common denominator, and that's fine. They're the least diff- offensive thing, and a lot of people like it. But sometimes, something is popular because it is the greatest common factor, uh, or is one of the great, like a greater common factor. Uh, and I think this is more like that. This is something that is so good. Uh, that it, it, it can hook all types of people in to what it has to say, what it's doing musically, uh, and for a reason. And it's really fantastic. And I enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't know how many times I'll go back to it. Uh, cause obviously it's like, we'll see it's, it's, but overall I think it's a, it's a really well-made, well-done record worth checking out. Um, yeah, let's bring it to the main event of the evening. Let's bring it to our haiku reviews. Uh, the moment we've all been waiting for. Correction. No, uh, the haiku reviews. Okay. <laughs> I was just, I'm sorry. I was just listening to the beast cast, like literally as I pulled into the driveway. Uh, Let's give a big kiss on the cheek to, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, talk about some haikus. Brett, what is your haiku review? Petey Brung the Rap. It's our most modern record. Powerful album. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Heralded hip hop. The hype is not misplaced though. Good storytelling. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Grammy follow-up. Hits as hard and just as smart. He does it again. Yeah. Um, my haiku review. 
very modern raps with a passion and focus deserving of praise um yeah go check out kendrick lamar's damn if you happen to have not already uh it's everywhere uh just i mean the the presence and popularity i mean it just uh can be summed up by the fact that every song has a wikipedia article uh (laughs) every track uh yeah go check it out uh on our spotify playlist also on our spotify playlist presumably will be next week's record actually we know it's gonna be a you know next week's record is gonna be on there uh it's gonna be provided by patrick patrick what do you got for us next week uh another new record uh this year has had a few new records that i've enjoyed and bring on the show this one is gonna get weird uh chelsea wolf and her new album hiss spun yeah so uh look forward to that discussion next week but that is next week and this is this week and we're here and now uh and you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is a Habibi-Bibbert, H-I-B-B-I-2-I-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Juice-Rex. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4 Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and other places. Uh, you can send your postcards to... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, look up the zip code yourself. We can't yes. handle all of your postcards. Exactly. Uh, until next time, hasta los huevos. We'll kiss on the cheek. Mwah! Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>